Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. And for those of you who are wondering, no, I did not give up this podcast. I actually had a few of you ask me like, hey, what's going on? I was looking for the latest episode and I haven't seen one. I was nervous you stopped the podcast or gave it up. And no, it was first of all so sweet, right, that you guys would even ask. Um, But no, I took a few weeks off. I did not mean to take a few weeks off. Otherwise, I would have let you know. Uh, And we're actually going to talk about that a little bit this week. But I was celebrating my son's birthday, which we had an amazing time, and I might post some pictures there on Instagram, but also we surprised our kids with a trip to Mexico. And for those of you who know me know I like to travel to tropical places, basically someplace hot and quiet where I can listen to the water under the warm sun with a glass of sparkling rosé in my hand. Like that is literally my happy place. Uh, The problem is I don't live in a tropical place. I live in New York City where instead there are buildings and traffic and construction and lots and lots and lots of people watching. So every few months we make it a point to travel to some sort of warm tropical place so we can be refreshed enough to deal with the hustle that is New York City. And as Even fewer of you maybe even know I'm actually a real estate agent, which contrary to what you see on TV, a million dollar listing in New York City only gets you like 1,100 square feet if you're lucky. Like the ones you see on TV, those are in the tens of millions of dollars. So if you know anyone or have any friends or family or whatever that are in the New York City area and want to buy or sell something, have them reach out to me. But seriously, though. It's it's a pretty crazy thing, right? My everyday life basically consists of, number one, being a daughter of the King Most High. So I try my best to spend my mornings with him. Also, being a wife and mother of two littles, or rather one big boy and one teenager, who, like everyone else, have either been home or in blended learning for the past 18 months. And then being this New York City real estate agent who's running all over town with clients, showings, listings, making deals, all that stuff, right? And all of this creates a really full schedule, which brings me to the point of this episode. This podcast, this ministry, my coaching, my courses, this is all done in obedience to a calling from God. And I may not have air quotes time for them, but but they bring me joy. And I feel when I'm doing them, when I'm working with clients, when I'm sitting here recording or publish the podcast, I feel I am walking in the purpose that God has given me. And because of that, it's so important for me to share with you, which by the way, I need to shout out out. I need to shout out the girls in the Gracefield's Wife Academy for any one of you who had purchased the course, whether you purchased purchased it during the flash sale or before. I sent over access to the Zoom trainings that we were going to do. I had promised you guys I was going to go ahead and do it live and as we have worked through it, we've gone through 2 weeks of it and has been 
so awesome. So awesome to sit with the women. And we haven't actually done the actual course live because for the live time, it's like you might as well do the course on your own time. And for the live time, what we've really been doing is almost like group coaching and going over some of the points that we have in there, but really doing more of how does this apply to real life? Um, some role play talking about that, like word looking for popular, like not popular, sorry, looking for better word choices for our spouses. It's really, really been awesome. So shout out to my girls. And um, I think I'm going to do that again. I, I'm going to talk to them, I'm going to figure this out. And I will most likely be offering that again. But I say that all to let you know that, you know, and coming back to the, the point of this episode, which is, you know, this week, we're going to talk about why being a better you means being a better wife. Let's jump into this week's episode and we're going to hear all about it. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Gracefield Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Gracefield Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. So in talking about how being a better you makes you a better wife, we are going to discuss everybody's favorite four-letter word today. Mm, what word is that? We are talking about self. Hmm. Now, okay, I get it, right? Most of you guys are listening and you're like, ah, self? I don't, I'm a Christian. I don't love myself like that. We're supposed to deny ourselves or die to self or, you know, a lot of times in Christian culture, um, the idea of self-care and taking care of oneself is frowned upon, if you will. And I, and I get it, right? We live in this social media world where everyone is just concerned about themselves. I mean, it, you know, in the world at large, you know, everybody is looking for um, to be, whether it, to be famous or followers or some sort of notoriety or fame or fortune or what have you. And so in Christian cultures, we're basically taught like, er, no, that's terrible. Stay away from that. That is from the world and of, of the devil and, you know, stay away from that. Right. Which I get. But there is something very, I think, important about 
the idea of self-care because we can't as uh, wives and beautiful, successful rock star women that we are who listen to this show, we can't give of ourselves if we don't love ourselves. Uh, Jesus, when he gave the two most important commandments, the first was love your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your your soul. The second was to love others as yourself. And if we don't love ourselves or don't know how to treat ourselves because we're self-deprecating, because we're mean to ourselves, because we constantly believe or listen to the lies that we are telling ourselves, or because we are so busy focused on others and serving and our responsibilities as wives and mothers and leaders and entrepreneurs and businesswomen. And, you know, I don't know what you all do out there, but I, I, I feel like my listeners kind of run the gamut of what they do. Some of them have young children, some of them have adult children, some of them work outside the home, some of them don't, whatever that is. If we focus solely on our responsibilities and what we have to do to get things done in life, and we don't focus on ourselves, we are going to be some cranky old biddies, let me tell you. And that cranky old lady, that we are because we're not taking care of ourselves. What kind of wife do you think that lady is gonna be? What kind of mother do you think that lady is going to be? Less than her best, I was gonna say. Less than perfect. Girl, we gonna be less than perfect no matter what. We're always going to be less than perfect, right? But I mean, you would be less than your best because you're out of gas. Like you're out of kindness, grace, patience, all the good stuff, all the fruits of the spirit, really, that we actually want to be giving to our families. We're left with nothing. We're giving our best to maybe everybody else outside or we're giving our best to our families that we can and leaving nothing and not refreshing. And that may work for one day, two days, three days. But after a while, we are coming up empty. You're basically pouring from empty. Like you've got nothing left to give at the end of the day. A good example would be the other night, I think I shared this on last week's podcast episode, how I was just so emotionally and physically spent at the end of the night that, you know, my husband was still talking to me and trying to, we're trying to plan something and my eyes are glazed over and I just couldn't, I couldn't be bothered. Like I just wanted a minute. I just wanted a minute to sit and read and enjoy some quiet time. But the crazy thing is I didn't even know. I didn't even know that I needed that minute of quiet time at the moment. And instead I snapped at my husband. And that is what makes us not the best wife we can be. When we honor the place of needing to be refilled, we can fully step into being our best selves, our highest potential and our purpose. And when I say needing to be refilled, I'm talking about needing quiet time, uh, just understanding what our basic needs are as humans. And we're all going to be different. So I'm different than you and you're different than your mother, your sister, your best friend. Everybody needs something different. 
me, I'm a people person. I can be out there and, you know, work a crowd and, you know, just be vivacious and just have like a great time and laugh. And if I don't get any quiet time at the end of the day, or especially in the morning, I, I'm just not myself. I'm not filled because I've, I've just given so much. And at that moment where I was kind of like nasty to my husband and, and not even realizing that I, I needed a moment, he was so gracious to give it to me. I sat down and I started reading this book called Risen Motherhood that we are, uh, some of the women from our church are reading together. And just side note, like I have been supposed to meet with them. I don't even know for how long. And I keep missing every meeting. I haven't even met with them. I just sit there and read the book and haven't even engaged with that community that I love so much that I have been wanting to engage with. Why? Because I forget to take care of myself. So understand guys that when something comes up in one of these episodes, it's because I'm lit. I'm going through it, right? I, I never sit here and say that I'm perfect or I have a perfect marriage or we have everything all like put together. I think this is a community of imperfect women who love Jesus and maybe for some of you, I'm a little bit further along in um, what my marriage has been through and what God has brought us through and you know, he's called me to kind of to share this message and and share it because I am still even walking through it. But something where I can share from a place in most cases from a place of victory. So I sat down right and I, I started reading this book and this line jumped out at me. It said, we tease the moms who seem more balanced or accomplished when in doubt, we carve out more me time or escape into exercise, food, work, or social media. We lower the bar until our guilt is quieted. And I thought about that and I was like, man, that is so true. We tease the moms who seem more balanced and accomplished. And, oh, it cut me deep because I remember... Uh, hearing a podcast interview, obviously I'm a podcaster, so I listen to tons of podcasts. One, because I like to support my friends and two, because I, I see the value in them. It makes it easy for me to, you know, listen to wisdom or teaching or whatever as I'm running around and, and running errands. And this uh, podcaster who teaches all about systems and she helps women kind of go from like hot mess mama, right, to being all put together. She was telling a story of how she had done something for her daughter and maybe it was bring some treats or something. I forget the exact details of the story, but essentially being the personality that she was, it she brought all of these like Pinterest worthy treats and snacks. And she tells the story in a way that the other moms kind of made fun of her for it. And she was hurt. And I remember as I listened to the story, I felt triggered. I felt like, oh yeah, I would have totally made fun of her if she's the Pinterest mom because I am so not the Pinterest mom. And it bothered me that that was my reaction because I knew that that was the wrong reaction. And when I read this, right, we tease the moms who seem more balanced or accomplished. I realized that it wasn't her that I had the issue with. It was the fact that 
she it was able to prioritize those things in a way that she had the time to do it. It triggered the thing in me that was feeling guilty or less than for not being able to make Pinterest worthy treats for something for my kids. I mean, there's been a big joke as we're planning for my son's birthday. For my daughter, I always used to make these Pinterest worthy parties. I don't know why, but for a long time, went all out and I would make the coolest parties for her. And then, you know, as it happens with the second kid with my son, yeah, no, I mean, he's gotten like park parties. I'm just like, yeah, can we just, you know, throw a bouncy house somewhere and call it a day? And maybe it's because she's a girl. I don't know. But I never put in all the effort to have such a cool looking parties. But I think it was just the idea of being envious of another woman who actually was taking time to fill her own cup in a way because that fills her cup. Taking that time with her daughter was something that was that meaningful to her. And in this time with my husband, when I was upset, I was just kind of like, ah, checked out and he helped me out, put the kids to bed. All of a sudden, in those few minutes, I felt renewed and refreshed. And I picked up this little, I'm going to post this on Instagram so you guys could see it because it's like super cute. It's coming out super cute. I'm kind of proud of it. But I've been making him this handmade sock puppet thing. This like a plushie out of a sock. Definitely Pinterest worthy type um, DIY project that I'm making for him. He found on YouTube and he's like, mom, can you make it? And I've been working on it. And all of a sudden I had some extra energy to go and finish the next step in that project. And so the next line that I had read, when in doubt, we carve out more meantime, me time or escape into exercise, food, work, or social media. We lower the bar until our guilt is quieted. And the thing that resonated with me there was the line that talks about lowering the bar until our guilt is quieted. Because I do find myself doing that at the end of the night. I will scroll through Instagram not to do something for business, not to have any sort of anything that happens to be productive, which I know for all you entrepreneurs that might be listening, you're like, oh, blasphemy. That's like, we're not supposed to do that, right? And it's, I find myself vegging out whether on whatever whether it be Instagram, Facebook, I don't know. You know, there's a handful of people that I see on Instagram. I care about what they post and I'll like and comment and, and do all that. But it that does not take hours. The amount of time that I spend on the app is not equivalent to the number of people that I follow that I actually interact with on the app, right? I mean, if anything, I'm scrolling through just watching someone's dance videos on Reels because I happen to like dance videos and it doesn't it doesn't equate and I find that that's the thing it's the lowering of the bar it's the escapism or the evening glass of wine or two or three or maybe it's a margarita whatever it is to kind of just escape and feel like I did something for myself today when there are so many other things that I could do for myself like a workout that would be much more productive for myself. 
all of that to say, to go back to how is it that being a better version of you, how does that make you a better wife or mother? And I think I've hit on some of it, which, you know, when you're talking, talking about filling your own cup or, you know, you talk, you hear, I'm sure, putting your own, your own oxygen mask before everybody else's, but really taking care of yourself enough so that you have the strength and energy to take care of other people. But it's also... And this may sound real silly or selfish or counterintuitive, but when we take care of ourselves and we're in a good mood, we're happier to be around. Like when I take some time for myself to go work out, the endorphins are flowing and I'm proud of myself because I just got a workout in and I'm not talking some sort of boring workout that I hate. Like, you know, when you do sometimes these boot camp workouts or these hit workouts and you're just like wanting to curse out the instructor like I hate you right now I hate burpees and I'm about to vomit like I'm talking about the type of workout that you enjoy for me it happens to be a dance workout like I said I uh, used to be a Zumba instructor and, and I'm just so much more effective when I do that it makes me so much happier than than when I don't when I'm pouring out for everybody else that I'm giving to everybody else it puts me in a better mood. And I want you guys to think about that when you're thinking about your marriages. So think about how much or little you've taken care of yourself over the past week, two weeks, two months, two years, or for some of you, two decades. How have you taken care of you how would you feel if somebody treated your daughter the way you treat you if somebody spoke to your daughter the way you speak to yourself in your head if somebody denied your daughter or your child of all the things that you deny yourself in the name of i i have to sacrifice for my family just think about it and i'm not asking you to be self i'm not saying that as wives and mothers, we don't have responsibility and, and we're not going to have to sacrifice because, you know, Lord knows, <laughs> I sacrifice tons for my children and even for my marriage, probably less so for my marriage than I do for my children because my children are younger and they need me. Whereas my husband and I have gotten so much better about just articulating to each other, this is what I need right now. And when I don't do that, like the other night, is when I get myself into trouble. And if you listened to the last podcast episode, when I talked about how to get what you want without nagging, and the secret there was to really start to become real comfortable with what you want and figuring out how to articulate it and how to articulate it in a way that doesn't necessarily have to include your husband. Like, I want you to do this or that. I want you to do it, you know, right? Because that becomes nagging. But more of, I really need some quiet time right now. And I'm sure that if you started to first identify and then be started to articulate some of those true desires, real actual needs. I have a whole episode on needs versus wants that I should link in the show notes. Talk about needs versus wants. And it's these fundamental needs that go so far beyond you know, oxygen and food and water that we have as people and as women. And when we take care of ourselves when we give ourselves just a little bit more come on ladies 
we are just so much happier, so much better to be around. I mean, think about it. And, you know, as I was going back to say how I want you to think about how you have or have not take care of taking care of yourself, does that correlate in any way with some of the issues that may or may not be going on in your marriage? Do you find that if you take some time, and I'm not talking about abusing that time, but do you find that if you take some time to take care of yourself, you're easier to be around? You're more easygoing? You're in a better mood? You know, if you, same thing goes for your husband. Maybe he's doing the same thing. And maybe you have to turn around and say, babe, you need to go out. Like you need to relax, just take a load off and learn how to chill because you're really wound up tight right now. And I know some of you are like, are you kidding me? My husband's always going out and I'm not, I don't get any help. I get it. That's don't worry. I'm not talking about you. And, you know, for, for a long time, my husband was constantly doing things for the family and I had to be like, um, remember your friends? Remember? Because when we got married, you had a lot of friends and you need to go out and hang out with those friends because they miss you and you're always in a better mood when you get some time to yourself. So I want you to think about that. That is going to be your homework for this week. Think about one thing. Let's start with one thing a day and bonus points if you can come up with more than one thing a day. One thing a day that you can do for yourself just because, just because you enjoy doing it. Maybe that's a workout, but it's a workout you enjoy. Something that like, it just makes you happy while you're doing it. Maybe it's going for a walk or sipping your coffee while it's still hot <laughs> and finding a way to get that done, right? I, I This morning, I had the loveliest morning because I actually got myself out of bed at 5.30 in the morning and I had my coffee and my Bible time when it was nice and quiet. It was still dark out and it just... Oh, it was like luxurious. I mean, you know, I I always forget if I fall off that habit, I forget how much I miss it. And sure enough, at that time, I start messaging one of our listeners who was going through a tough time and God had put her on my heart and I was praying for her. But it was such a beautiful moment of like, oh, this is my quiet time and, you know, my quiet time with Jesus. And then all of a sudden he just, he had put somebody else on my heart and it was just, it was something I would not have had the time to do otherwise if I didn't give myself that moment, that hour to just spend in quiet. So what could you do for yourself today, tomorrow, the next day? That is just for yourself. Maybe, like I said, go for a walk, have your coffee while it's hot, uh, have a little dance workout. I don't know. Why don't you let me know what you want to do for yourself that is going to make you a better you. And I'm going to check in with you in the Facebook group or on Instagram. I love y'all. And until next week, thank you so much. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.